Good evening, everybody. My name is Melvin, and I've been on this podcast for a couple of years now as a guest. But tonight I'm hosting. I'm hosting a show called Hybrid Matters. And my first guest of all time is Steve. Good evening, Steve. Good evening, Melvin. That's an honour. Um, I'm not sure I deserve it, but uh, let's see how it goes. We'll soon find out anyway. No, lovely to see you, Steve. Thanks for coming on. As you know, I was very relieved to get you on, as you well know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is all things Highbury from, we're talking about from the 1960s to 2006 when we left the hallowed place. And first of all, Steve, I've got to ask you, when did you start supporting the Arsenal and why? Well, pretty much from birth, Melvin. Um, My my brother, God bless him, who was 18 years older older than me, took me to my first game at Highbury, which I'm told was in 1954 when I would have been a two. And I'm, I'm also told that uh, it was a 5-3 home defeat to Huddersfield Town and I cried all the way home. Now, in the 69, 67 years after that, I've never stopped crying on the way home after a defeat. Um, so not too much has changed, really. Well, very similar. My first game was home to Aston Villa in 61-2. A few days after my birthday, my seventh birthday, we got beat 5-4. And twice I asked my father, who took me with my uncle, took me as well. Since you know, I want to go out the toilet. They took me. My father took me twice. And as we stood up twice, Aston Villa scored. So I was blamed for that defeat. And they wouldn't take me for a long time after that. It was only because my mother, who my uncle lived with as well, my uncle lived with this, went mad and said, "You've got to take him. You've got to take him." They finally. I'm surprised they ever took you again. Yeah, they did take me again, and we actually won a couple of games, funnily enough. (laughs) But for you, Steve. Hybrid. What does it mean? It's home. It's home. Um, You know, if I can sort of go on a lot of years to the last day at Highbury, um, I had a lump in my throat all afternoon. Uh, I'd been been going to Highbury for 50 odd years. Now I'd changed houses, cars, jobs, wives. (laughs) The The one consistent thing in my life was that was that I'd gone to Highbury. You know, it was what I did. The only times I didn't go was when I was at the times when I was playing. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it holds and it still holds a very, very special place in my heart, Melvin. Yeah, it's like that. I mean, I, I used to go and you had that feeling of you're going to a holy place. Yes. It's really like a. But the only thing was, Steve, is when you get there, you weren't going there to pray. You were going there to have all your prayers, hopes, and dreams fulfilled. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> It was that we had a feeling about it, an aura about it. I know that every supporter to their own club thinks that they've got the greatest um, ground this side of the Mississippi. But for me, there's nothing like Highbury. or was nothing it, like Highbury. There were grounds with better, better um, atmosphere, if you like. But we had there's an aura about the club, and yeah. it came out the brickwork of Highbury, in my opinion. Absolutely, it was a cathedral, um, especially under the lights. I mean. There was no, there was nothing finer than Highbury under the lights. It was just, no, it was, it was a religious experience almost. I mean, it's, when you say under the lights, it's, it's quite uh, funny you say that because, as I can recall, and probably you, I don't recall any other football ground in the top divisions having lights on the top of their grounds. We had it, no, everyone no. else had pylons on the corners. We yep, didn't. I quite, top of the, the top I quite agree. The only, I mean, the only other one I can think of that was as iconic would probably Villa Park. Where they had theirs yes. in the shape of an AV, mm. um, but Highbury with the with the lights along the east and the west, those magnificent east and west stands. Yeah, I mean, it, it just now it brings a lump to your throat thinking about it. It, it was 
it was a sad day today. We, I understood why we had to leave, but it was a very sad day. And that place held a lot of very, very happy memories for me. Same here. The, the memories, you just, you know, I can't remember what I did last week, but I remember certain matches. <laughs> not every match, obviously, but... One, Welcome to my world. Every, exactly. It's certain <laughs> matches, but not the whole 90 minutes. I might remember two or three things that might happen. And that will yeah. always, always live with me. I mean, yeah. As I say, my first game was in 62. But I never went again until the 62-3 season. That was a 1-2 season. And there were some footballers, you know, they were all icons, but I had my yes. favourite. Who were your favourites? Jack time? Kelsey. All right. Yeah. Jack Kelsey, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I've, I've, I've not done much research for this, by the way, but I did a little bit. And, and Jack... I don't remember him keeping Brazil at bay in the quarterfinals of the 58 World Cup, but I do know he's one of the very few footballers that played two games in one day. Um, he played for Wales. He played for Wales against England at Villa Park. Right. And then him and Danny Clapton got, in, got on the motorway and drove down to Highbury to play in a friendly against Juventus that same evening. Wow. Um, wow. But but Jack was Jack was brave as a lion. He was as brave as a lion. And it was a, it was a pleasure that he took over what is now the Arsenal Superstore, but at the time was the Arsenal Development Office. That's right. Yes, I remember um, that. And and you could go in and talk to Jack and depending on what sort of mood he was in, <laughs> he'd tell you some stories or in the case of 79, he'd give you the FA Cup to hold and take a Polaroid and not really? charge you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, times, times have changed, Steve. They're charging I'm now, looking at it now. Me with the FA Cup in 1979 wow. with more hair. <laughs> I mean, when I my first season going to Arsenal, I, the players I recall was um, George Easton, yeah, sixty-two-three, Julie Absolutely. Armstrong, yeah. For some reason, Billy McCulloch was used to run up and down that left-hand side. He was the my dad said I don't know how true it was. He was the first like, overlapping fullback. Whether he knew what he was doing or not, I don't know. But he was overlapping. Yeah, right. it took him half the season so, to get back. That was the only issue. Yeah. And Jordi Armstrong, obviously, the guy was on batteries. Yes. I think the next season when he played, he was on batteries. He never stopped. But he was for me, the one I, when I first started playing football at eight, and school and all that, and in the playground, I was Joe Baker. Joe that Baker. Was me. I couldn't play centre forward, but I thought I was. I was Joe well, Baker it, for me. It, it was weird because it. he was terrific. We had some, we had some really good players in that league, and we in that season, that side, and we never got close. I, I mean, I just look. We went at nine years without a top four finish or an FA Cup final. Well, in the seasons two, three, three, four, Steve. Yeah. The top, the highest we finished was seventh, and then eight. And we yeah. didn't do anything in any of the cups at all. <clears throat> I'll come to that later. And but we they were the players. I mean, it's just terrific. Oh, uh, David Hurd, Jeff Strong. That was just before my time. I don't think he was too free. Uh, I think it was just. Before. No, that might have been a bit earlier. Jeff That's Strong was. Jeff Strong, what was his little trick, party trick? Same as Joe Baker's, you know what it was? Did you remember? Well, Joe, Joe, Joe Baker's party trick was trying to knock out Ron Yates. That was in the FA Cup. <laughs> I was there for that. Yeah, me too. Um, go on. Joe Baker and Jeff Strong were very, very good at diving headers, like two foot off the yes. ground. Yes. They were amazing at it. Absolutely yeah, that, amazing. They had one down the road as well in Cliff Jones. Of course, he was brilliant, Cliff Jones, wasn't he? I mean, they were the better team then, I hate to say, but they were at that time. I'm afraid they were. They were top dog. Honestly. They were top dog for a few years. Yeah, they were. We had uh, Billy Wright was our manager around about that time. I think that was the the year that he he joined. He took over Um, from George Swindon. 
That's right. And we players we had in, we bought he bought in Joe Baker was a great signing, and he might be well there. And the only one we bought in, someone didn't quite have a big career, but it was Tony Burns. He came yes. from Umbridge, but he was not yeah. in goal for that long. He got in goal when I think um, uh, McClellan got injured badly. Jack McClellan, yeah. Broke his collarbone. Yeah. yeah. And we, we got, and we shouldn't talk about away games, but we will. We got beat 7 2 that day. And with Joe Baker ended up in goal. Yeah, Joe Baker went in goal. He wasn't the tallest of centre forwards. <laughs> you never knew, you never used to know what scores were until sometimes the final whistle on a Saturday. Communicate football was like low. It wasn't high up on the uh, the news. Sports report. Yeah, you used to get the Sports old teleprinter giving you the yeah. scores at the end. It yeah. went less um, less than seven. Arsenal two. We went, and then it spelled what? it out seven. Yeah, seven. Just in case we got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> then we found out when we bought the evening standard in the evening that the goalkeeper got carried off. Played. And then you had to play with 10 men, Steve. No substitutes. Yeah. That was the thing, wasn't it? You could come out the ground at the end and get the half-time newspaper. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, and sometimes they had the latest scores, like 20 minutes to go. They yeah, scored 20 minutes the other game. <laughs> I think there must have been someone there with a John Ball printing pit outside the ground. I don't yeah, know who did that. I, I, I think the print unions then had, it, had a stranglehold. We had a few reserves come through that year that came into the first team squad. There was Tommy Baldwin, who went to Chelsea. Yes. And we had yes. George Graham, not a bad yeah, squad. Thank Joe you. Gave a little bit of money. <laughs> David Colt, great servant yep. of the club. And John Samuels, yeah. classy player. Never quite hit the heights with us, but was a very classy player. He was, I suppose, if there was social media then, he'd have been the Jovino of his day, wouldn't he? He'd, they, he'd have, I mean, he got slaughtered as it was. Yeah, He'd have got absolutely forward. murdered if there'd been Twitter and Facebook and all the you know all the foreign fans who. He was a class footballer, though, Steve. He was a class footballer, wasn't he? He was. A, he was a very, very good footballer who scored some wonderful goals, oh. including one against Man United. I remember opening day of the season. Oh, he won four-one. Can't remember what year that was. Sixty-seven. No, must have been later than that. And must have been, yeah. And then, of course, the the great goal against Anderlecht. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's definitely, I mean, that was a beautiful goal as well. That tied it up, that one. That, that We could actually breathe in once he scored that goal. We knew <laughs> I was but, in the North Bank. I don't think anybody breathed all night that night. But, but what I remember as well was half-time scores. You never yes. knew what they were unless yeah. you looked in where the corner flags were, the two corner yeah. flags, and they used to have letters up. And by the letters was the score of half-time. They had some guy walking yeah. around. The scores, the numbers. I mean, and, just, and you used to, you used to anticipate if the first one came up no, you'd anticipate what the second one. And it yeah, was it. Yeah. on the back of the program, they had all the, all the day's fixtures in a, a alphabetically, well, yes, alphabetical order. That's right. That's right. Let's see if I can. I will try and find something soon at some stage to show you what I mean. Can you remember, Melvin? Did they have? Were there in all four corners, or was it just no two? The, the, it was the North Bank on the tunnel side, and the clock yeah. end on the other on the on the West End side. That's right, diagonally opposite they were. Yeah, yeah. Happy days. Yeah, life brilliant. was so much simpler then, wasn't it? Eh? <laughs> but uh, also outside the ground, I don't know if you did it. We used to get there. I don't know how long before the game. And just stand outside for about half an hour to an hour because yep. we were the new stand and we saw all the players come in and going out mm. and the players did used to come out and give tickets to their mates friends their mates that. yeah 
Yeah, you, know, and you, don't and think then, you see think... people having chats with the players. This one's not playing. That one's not playing. Because years ago, Steve, the, the squads were very, very small. And yes. normally, unless someone had lost a leg, they played the next week. <laughs> so that's what used to happen. Yep, and uh, you had all the vendors selling all the bits and pieces and oh, peanuts, roasty plastic, peanuts, roasty. plastic badges with the pictures, the oh, pictures stuck in the middle. Well, I've got to tell you, when my father and uncle used to go to Arsenal, I was too young, I must be about four or five and six, obviously. My father used to every day when he got every Saturday after second Saturday when he came home for a match because they were eight Saturdays then. Yeah, on weekends used to buy me a little like a star with a picture of the player on it. I used to put it on my rosette, and all of a yeah. sudden my rosette used to collapse, obviously with the weight of them. But that's what I used to do. <laughs> so I got to know the players that way because they weren't. There wasn't a lot put in the papers years ago against players. There was a bit of transfer news, but that no, was media, it. it the media like coverage was. No, the media coverage was wasn't wasn't a patch on what it became in the seventies, let alone today. It was yeah, not, almost non-existent. And it wasn't the food like you get now. Outside, you used to get some, as you say, peanuts. And in the winter, when it's very cold, hot chestnuts. Oh, I can, you know, sometimes close my eyes, I can still smell them. Yeah, true. I can see all the black bits coming off as well. No, it was a special. It was a special place. Yeah, yeah. Now let's see if I can find what I'm trying to find. No, haven't been extended. Haven't been successful at the moment. Um, let's have a let's talk. Let's talk our way back about see what was going on then. Because world news was completely different. I'll give you a clue. Hold on, I've got this written down somewhere. Yeah, a pint of milk. A pint of milk then cost no cigarettes. Sorry, cigarettes cost four shillings and sixpence for twenty. That was about <laughs> full strength capstans. Twenty-two and a half p. Steve. Full strength capstans. A pint of beer, yeah, uh, cost two shillings. That's what ten p. Oh that was in God. sixty three uh, and sixty four. And a gallon of petrol was um, four shillings twenty p. Gallon of petrol twenty p. I should have. If you had a car, and not still not that many did. Shed, shouldn't I? Yeah, no, but that's if you had a car, and still at that time, not that many did. No, true. No, there were no, no people never. No, on a Sunday. Uh, you could, in my where I lived in Ilford, on a Sunday, the roads were completely clear. Yeah. Even at the age of nine or ten, I was allowed to ride my bike up and down the road. My parents weren't worried yeah. about cars or anything. It was so well, different then. We used to also, get my brother and I. My brother and I used to get the um, used to get the tube up from Burnt Oak up to up to up to six and Pancras, and then onto high onto Arsenal from there. And I've, I've bored my girl stupid. The number of times I've taken them there and said, we used to, I used to go up this tunnel and my feet didn't used to touch because there were so many people in that tunnel. You, I'd get carried up. Always yeah. up the left-hand side. Always up the left-hand side. Well, well, like you say, Steve, a lot of people went by train, didn't they? Not yeah. cars. Far more you know, than do now. Yeah. Although exactly. I've regressed now. I go by train again now. I go by train now where I live. I've, I've moved to Greenfield, so back. it's easy for me now to go by train. Yeah. Right, this is to get in the ground, right, these years as well. 62-3, just sit up a tier, west side. Yep. Not yep. in west side story, just west side. <laughs> 15 shillings, that's 75p. Robbery, Steve, absolute robbery. Oh, some days it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Right, the next season, uh, was that 3-4, Leicester, lower tier sitting as well. But with a lower yep. tier, I don't remember. 
you're allowed to sit in, in a seat, obviously, but it wasn't yes. numbered. Correct. Remember that? Yeah, I don't I know do. when they changed that. But the, and I also but remember there. standing in front of both the lower tiers. You could stand there, but the, behind that, there were seats. There were no seats, yeah. They were done light, there, light but not numbered. Seats. No. Oh, right. So, and, and it had on, had on the ticket, unnumbered, I think. You might I, used been, to, yeah. I used to sit in that East Low and my brother, and we often felt quite lonely in there, to be fair. <laughs> well, the, the crowds weren't the same, were they? Leicester, <laughs> uh, we played Leicester at home in 63-4, and to sit there lower, <clears throat> choose your seat, 7 shillings, yeah. 35p. And the next season, a, a lower, the same type of seat, the following season from 35p, it, they whacked it up to 50p. They took a liberty. We, we didn't I, know I, we I, I might write a letter in, actually, and ask them why they did that. <laughs> yeah, don't send an email. I mean, that's 50%. Don't send an email. That's a bigger percentage of petrol, isn't it? I mean, what's going on? But anyway, let me, I'll tell you, I found it now. I found it. Even I found it. Cool. Look at this. Here we go. That, oh. ladies and gentlemen, was my first game. Oh, fantastic. What a great programme, eh? Absolutely aerial fantastic. view, aerial view. What we got next? And it was like that for years. They didn't change it every year, like no, they, they do didn't now. change it every year. No, or every game. This, seeing as there's no internet, then they used to give you all the all the teams that have played, all the what all the teams were, the results, all these different within the league, the combination, the Metropolitan League, and the, as I say, all the eleven that started and probably finished. That's what else we got here? Then they used to have because, as I say, football then wasn't on television as much as it is now. So they used to give them, the, in the, if we played away one week, the following week at home, they had to have pictures from the last game with little captions yeah. underneath. That was really good. Now, I've got this who's, one. I've got this one for. Whose oh, great misfortune was it? Sorry? I want to I know whose great misfortune it was. To do what? To your last slide. There's somebody getting carried off and saying great misfortune. Yes, I'll tell you what. Yes, that was I won't be able to sleep. the goalkeeper. That was the goalkeeper of whoever we're playing. Peter Bonetti of Chelsea, it says. I remember Peter Bonetti. Peter Bonetti, yeah. Who I'll come to later. Right, yeah. and another page in the programme would have all the players' appearances, goal scores, where we yeah. are in all the leagues. So that's very, I mean, there has to be a lot more information. Very few It was comprehensive, words. wasn't it? it was very comprehensive. It had to be. It had to be. And that was the last one. Ah, this is it. Yes, there's the one. This is the half-time scores you were talking about, Steve. <laughs> A is Fulham against Burnley. That's their FA Cup. <laughs> and Tottenham were playing Man United that day. And Tottenham must have beat, uh, Tottenham, Burnley and Tottenham must have won because they were in that final that year, weren't they? When Tottenham, I think, they were, yeah. That's it, yeah. Bastards. Anyway, um, <laughs> and that's the rest yeah, of it. The uh, first division, second division. I mean, they're giving all the divisions now. Look at that. It's amazing. Yeah. They want to do that now. And we've got the next matches at this stadium. As you say, they tell us everything. Yeah, it's, everything it's, you need to know is all there. Five pages, absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Right that, now, let's, sorry, let's I was going to say, roll the years back. Let's roll the years back and see what happened in 1962-3. Right, um, I don't remember it at the time. Genuinely, I was only seven, but round about 70-62. Sorry, Marilyn Monroe, who was the probably the most famous woman in, in the world at that time, probably. Yep. Serenaded uh, the President Kennedy on his birthday. Yep. And that was rumours going round about them. Rumours, allegedly, I've got to say. Allegedly. That. No, it wasn't rumours. <laughs> anyway, it's that, been dead 60 years, mate. You can say what you want. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, but no, but that was that was it. People thought something was going on. That was the icing de la cake. Absolutely. Um, what else went happen? Anything else brilliant happen? Oh yeah, the same year, the same year, Marilyn Monroe was found dead after apparently, in inverted commas, overdosing on sleeping pills. Yes. That has um, never been, never been. Sixty years ago, yesterday, I believe. Was it really? Oh, well, yeah. fifth. Sorry, it'd been just over a year ago. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Oh, the great polio vaccine was developed then. Right, let's see what we've got here. If you wanted to buy a car, going back to what prices were then, a new Ford Cortina. I don't think certain people know what a Cortina was, but <laughs> it was a car. It was your standard was. car, wasn't it? Um, standard car. Yeah, pretty much. That was like you, it, it, was, it took over from the Ford Popular, didn't it? And, and the Escort. The Escort. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, they sort of ran side by side, didn't they, the Cortinas, yeah. through about five or six incarnations. That came to £591. <laughs> and no shillings. <laughs> Cost you that to fill it up now. Yeah, true, yeah. An average house price then, I mean, when they say average, I don't know, it must be the whole country, I suppose. £2,950. <clears throat> so that's where we are here. Now the popular culture. This is one, you know, when you say you, you've made a mistake, but don't admit it. I think yeah. this might be a case of that. Decca Records turned down the Beatles in 1962. Oh. I don't think they obviously, uh, you know, worried about Whatever it. Whatever became of them. Yeah, no problem there at all. And they had their first single of Love Me Do. On the pro television programme, there was the Beverly Hillbillies. There was the Dick Van Dyke show. Do you remember that? I, I, I remember them like they were yesterday. The Beverly Hillbillies... I'm not going to, but I could still sing you the theme tune. Don't, yeah, exactly don't. No, you absolutely don't. Taken not. off in the first week, Steve, <laughs> do we? It's 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 one of them earworms that's stuck indelibly in my head. I can just see the actors now. Seriously, I can see them in black. And obviously, television then was in black and white. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yes, yes, that's true. And the popular films were West Side Story, Spartacus, yeah. El Cid, Lawrence of Arabia, which is a fabulous film. Yeah. And the popular singers around then was the Beatles, obviously, Bob Dylan, Chubby Checker, Frankie yeah. Valley. I think he's still singing now, isn't he? He is. Milsa Darka, Roy Orbison, and funnily enough, Shirley Bassey, 1962. Yeah, it's about, but when she started, wasn't it? it was, um, yeah, that'd be about right. I'm yeah. not going to argue with you. Who'd we have as leader there? Oh, we had Harold Macmillan as our. Uh, MP and John Kennedy was the United States president. Harold Macmillan told us we'd never had it so good. Yeah, that's right, never had it so good. Just very quickly, I mean, we are uh, actually two, three, and four we're doing the first two seasons. 63 now. Same people in the news, I'm afraid. John F. Kennedy, what happened? 63? Uh, I'm afraid he didn't make 64. Exactly, he got assassinated. Oh my God, horrible, horrible. The, the Profumo crisis in the UK. That's when a, an MP was found in a sex scandal. Yep. Seven changes much, does it, Steve, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. They're all still at it. What else happened? Uh, da, 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 da. The United States and Soviet Union agreed to establish a hotline. Well, that worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> so what were, the, what were the popular films the next year? Cleopatra. The Longest Day, To Kill a Mockingbird, and a couple of other ones that weren't in the 62, 63s, Buddy Holly and Jim Reeves. 
Oh, popular TV programs. You know what started? Coronation oh. Street. Oh, you must have done, yeah. The Flintstones and Mr. Ed. Talking horse. You were talking horse. I don't think he was talking. I think he was. I think he was miming. He was dubbed. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> he was dubbed by a donkey. True. I just. Uh... Anyway, but but some of the games we played on the sixty-two, three, and three-four season stick in my mind. Any that you really stick in your mind? Um, well, I've, I've I've put a few down. I mean, um, at, going going back to away games. My first away game was actually nineteen sixty-three, and that was away at Ipswich, who had one Alf Ramsey as manager. Did they win the league that year? Was it the year before? No, they won the year, league the year before. They were champions that year. And they came um, up the year before that. They came up the year before that. And I think they so, went down the following season or something, didn't they? They did, yeah. <laughs> Bit of a yo-yo existence. Um, I remember 63, we uh, an NLD at Highbury, we drew four all with them down the road. That was a midweek game, wasn't it? It was a midweek, under lights. I mean, and I remember being in the I North couldn't game. go because I was too young, I had school the next day, so I could, they wouldn't let me go. <laughs> and also, I should think it was probably very difficult to get me in. Well, I'll give you, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the late news of the scorers, if you like. Um, George Eastham scored two, Joe Baker scored one, and Jeff Strong scored the did other. Did we score one in the last minute? Were we 2 nil we down, 4-2 down? Yeah, we, we, I think we were two up, and then we were 4-2 down, I think. That's right, we were definitely losing 4-2 with a couple of minutes yeah. to go. And uh, Jimmy Greaves, Bobby Smith scored two, and Dave Mackay for them. And as, 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 you, as I said earlier, they were the much better club at that time. Not club. They've never been a better club. The better, better team. team. They've never been a better club. Better, the better team on paper. Take that out, please. It's going to be edited, I hope. No, that was the, um, <laughs> yeah, they were the better team. In fact, my father's uncle was a baker in the East End. Yeah. And uh, they had a player, oh, you obviously heard him, Jimmy Green, who was outstanding. The best striker oh. at that time by a league of miles. And my my. My, the uncle and his son came over and they told us, and they, my father obviously realised they were winding us up, but I didn't. They said, uh, you're playing Spurs this week. You thought you were going to get murdered. And we were going, yeah, don't worry. Jimmy Greaves came in the bakery to get some cakes. We put something in the cakes. He won't be able to play. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrific. That's great news. Didn't end so up being a lasagna cook, did he? Sorry? Didn't end up being a lasagna cook, did he? No, no, no. He didn't, no, he didn't. But, uh, and it, but, but that, that foil game, as I say, never went to. I didn't know what the but, score was for the next morning. because I say, But there was never there. any trouble. I don't remember there being any trouble in the 60s. At no, no. That came later, the 70s, and, and right through the 70s. But in the 60s, there was, there was banter, I suppose. But I don't... Uh, I think the worst that happened, I think I saw at Highbury once, I saw a guy watching the game and he had his yeah. tie loosened. I thought that was outrageous. <laughs> Shocking. I just thought, what are you doing, mate? If the police see you, you're, you're in trouble. But you got away with it. But I mean, I, as you say, I don't remember a lot of trouble. I was only a kid, but I don't think there was a lot of trouble. I don't remember my father putting his arm around me. Oh, we've got to get yeah. out. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. I don't remember any of that. I remember Glasgow Rangers. There was always, it was always a little bit lively. That was pre-season, um, wasn't it? Pre-season. They, we played a moment away sort of every other season. That's right. Um, and I remember them throwing bottles up into the rafters, the metal rafters above Did them. Did they bring the, the crossbar, Steve, one year? Uh, I don't remember that. I but it's possible I might have gone by then. That was the last we saw of them. 
But, but that, I remember coming out of, no, not coming out, going off the platform to watch Arsenal Glasgow Rangers. And you know that long tunnel you've got? Yes. As you say, carried along. Yep, always. They were playing drums in that tunnel, the Glasgow oh, Rangers forwards. That must have been I fun. I was like, wow. Harry Bananas. It was unbelievable, the atmosphere. And it was great, you know, for a pre-season to play Glasgow, because they were a top, oh, yeah. they are a top club. To play yeah, Glasgow Rangers every other year at home was lovely. Really, really good now then let's have a little butchers and what we've got here we've got another one another program that's that's the next we'll see that two three is that 52 three that's slightly different the same idea i think the plane lost its wings and it take an air um, a ground floor view of the stadium instead of from up above yes yeah. that's the as you say the rest of it's quite similar like that that's very similar and that, be that beautiful badge in the top. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Those photographs. Oh. Tell you what's going on. Again, that's the. Um, <clears throat> we've got. Oh, that's everything as well. Oh, now this is what I've showed this for. If you see at the bottom, it's got so Alex Morgan and the Metropolitan Band. Program of music. Talk the guys and girls through that. Oh, dear Lord. Well, you can see there, the programme of music, which we, 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 we used to have the Metropolitan Police Band. If you can imagine um, the clock end corner on the tunnel side, that was filled with policemen with brass instruments. And before the game, they would play popular tunes of the day. And just before the players came out, their soloist, who was one police constable, Alex Morgan, would sing something, you know, it would, would do an impersonation of Harry Seacombe doing If I Ruled the World, something yeah, of that nature. True. And then at half time, we were treated to the Metropolitan Police Band marching up and down the pitch with the guy out in front with the mace. Yes, it. And we just willed, we used to throw it up in the air and catch it every time in front of the North Bank. Now, I only ever remember him dropping it once, and for the life of me, I can't remember who it was against. Yeah. But that was, I mean, it just shows you how dire we were in the 60s. That was a highlight. But so it some games, that was the best thing. Sorry? Highbury unique. Without a shadow of a doubt. That's Without another a shadow thing of a doubt. unique about. All these things, as when I started going to away games, like, where's the band? It was like one of yeah. those, wasn't it? Yeah. First, first away ground I remember hearing music, I think, was Coventry, maybe. One of Jimmy Hill's Innovations. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, that I mean that was wonderful. And I, and I, I mentioned to you earlier that uh, we di we didn't win anything in those ten years. But when we when we started to win things, like um, when we won the double in in seventy seventy one, the next season, the club um, brought back a tradition that the, uh, the the trophies were paraded around the ground by the Dagenham Girl Pipers. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Again, it, it's just something that made us different, classy. Even though we had a poor team before that, we were still a yes. class act. Oh, I mean, we never lost that. We 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 might not, we may never have been the best team, but we were always the best club. Yeah. Always. It was. I mean, as I say, that's why when I used to go to Highbury as a kid, it, it meant so much to me. It was. It was just had a feeling about it. And yes, we got upset if we got beat. We all did. You know, head down. Oh my God, look at this. Yeah, you know, we got beat. But it didn't matter that much. Got to go back to school. You know why? Because I know in two weeks' time I'm coming back. Yeah. That was the difference. Yeah. 
That is yeah, I, mean, I could relay any game we're playing. I know because nowadays games get changed. I know they do. But years ago, if a game was on that date, you knew by well, July, end of July, and what the fixtures were, whenever it was, you yes. knew eight months in advance every game and the date would not be changed unless of some weather. Less, well, you know, as, as Nick Hornby says in Fever Pitch, I mean, I still need to sue him because he stole my life. He really? absolutely stole my life, did Nick Hornby? Because that's, you know, you 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 can talk about, you can't talk about holidays because you don't know where you're going to go, but you can know where you're going to be on August the 18th or whatever. It's the first game of the season and you're going to be at Highbury. You know that. That's just, that's the one of the certainties in life. Well, it used to be, going back years, I don't know when it stopped, perhaps people out there might know, but it used to, if you played at home on the Saturday, you played yeah. away the following Tuesday, like four days yeah. later or three or four days. But the next season, if you played at home on a Saturday, you were away that Saturday. You never, <clears> very rarely, very, very rarely, and I can only remember it once all those years ago, where we played two games consecutively. No, I'm telling I'm telling a lie. No, I don't remember it. It was the end... The last game of the season, the first game next season, we played. So, no, as first game of the season, it was always home one year, away the next, like yeah. clockwork. Nothing changed. And also, and some, remember the, two, the, the Christmas games then? So I was going to say, you played Christmas Boxing Eve and Boxing Day. Day. Yeah. Normally, the reverse fixture. And the reverse result. Yeah. That's just nuts, wasn't it? <laughs> if you said that to the players now, they'd think you were mad. Yeah, but what about the supporters that perhaps never realised what went on then? Sometimes we played a, a game at home to, say, Fulham, beat them 6 0. Yeah. Two days later, played them away and got beat 6 0. Got and beat 6 0. with Arsenal, they went on throughout the league. I think Blackburn Ray, Blackburn Ray was beat West Ham 8 2 or something. And it, 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 wasn't then, eight two, it wasn't reversed, but the result was reversed. Come yeah. Back. This didn't make sense, but that's what we used to do. I've got some just finishing off this program. Man City sure. what's that? And that was what we had on all the players. So you could go, you know, no read before the game, which we did. I used to read the program before the game. It's you never, you know, when I used to buy a program at you know the last years of hybrid in the early years of the Emirates, even if I bought a program, I used to I just to hold it. I don't think I ever read it. Silly old uh, me. Now who do we have here, Man City? Harry Dowd, he was a, a well known Harry Dowd. It was it was a Trout United at Munich. That's right. Bert Troutman. It was a prisoner of war. in the cup final. He didn't know he broke his neck till after the game. No. Who else we got? I can't read something. Who else we got here? Peter Dobing. He played for Stoke later on, didn't he? Maybe he did play for Stoke, yeah. Absolutely. Alan Oakes. God, he's been with Man City. For, he was with Man City for years, Alan Oaks. He was he in was. their championship team. That won the league, wasn't he? He was, yeah. 68? Yeah, 68, 9, yeah. So there we go. And to complete the programme round, da, 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 this was a special game. A special game, right? Ready? Here we go. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> I've got this programme. Oh, there, yeah. Right? 100 years. No, 50. 50 years, sorry. 50 years. 50 years being at Highbury. And in the middle, I thought it was the same date. It wasn't. It was the same year. In the middle of that, they had a, they the reprinted day. the original program, didn't they? Inside, let's we could look yeah. at that in a minute. Oh, cool. that was the. I love the. I love that program cover, though. Don't you? Yeah. Look at that. It's lovely. Is that let's Jeff Strong? It looks like Jeff Strong, doesn't it? Yeah. And that looks like Fulham, the Fulham Morris Norman Centre. No, was it Morris? 
Who was the centre half? It looks like a Morris Morris centre half. Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Morris Morris. Let's see what we've got inside. That was talking about the 50 years. That's very good. And I love that first bit of the top Arsenal Football Club Limited. And just be like, the League Championship and the FA Cup. And how many times we've won it. All the directors. I mean, it's just... Telegram's gunneretic. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, that list, you've, only, you've only got to look at that list of directors. I mean, even that list of directors has got class written all over it. Exactly. The Reverend, yeah. the Reverend N.F. Bone. Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> I think he must have prayed for us a few times, I reckon. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> the next one, let's go on the next one. That, that is again, that's fixtures again, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's the now fixtures, scoreboard. the half-time scoreboard and the musical programming. So if you couldn't see it before, got a better view in it now. And that, again, is the half-time scores. Who we've got next? FA Cup, Wolverhampton Wanderers, combination thing. Oh. Yes, yeah, we played reserve games at Highbury. Yeah. We did. So every other week, there was a game. Do you ever go to reserve games at Highbury? I remember going to a few, yeah, because I think I took, yeah, definitely, because I took my daughters to some later on in later years. But I would I would go because it was either that or one of the teachers would take me to Tottenham. Oh, right. And but I'd go I, and so if I, did, if I did that, I'd support whoever they were playing. <laughs> but, but I used to um, I used to go to some uh, games, the reserves, especially if a player just come back from injury from the first team. Yeah. You know, like Jeff, Jeff, George Easton, Strong, someone like that. Yeah. They used to go there. And what they used to do, they used to have one half-time score then, only the Arsenal. That's it, exactly. The only score that show you, so you wouldn't have to go A, B, C, D, just one. The guys to walk yep. over and put a number, then just yep. swap it over. <laughs> just to wind you know. up. Yeah, and they used to up. get crowds. I mean, I, I don't know how many there were, but they used to get crowds. Oh, and decent crowds, yeah. Yeah, for the reserves. And they used I mean, to, for a very small price, I think, for, I don't know if it was like Plumpton's, we used to be able to sit upstairs in the decent seats. Yeah, see how the other half lived. That's right. Get the old cigars out. That was only 10. Who cares about that? <laughs> but as you say, things were so, so different then. But let's go through a few of the games from those couple of seasons. What are yours? Have you, told, have you um, gone through them all? Um, no, I haven't. I've got to be honest, I haven't. Um, right. I'm a Geordie Armstrong's debut. Oh, I don't remember that. Who was that against? February, February 1962 against Blackpool. Probably never went to that. Um, yeah. One nil, one nil win. No, it wouldn't have done because Marshall's my first game, so I wouldn't have gone to that. Yeah. So that's the one. That's the one that stands out because Geordie Geordie spanned the 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 barren years and the glory years, didn't he? Really. Mm. It was the one. It was the one consistent shining light. Was Geordie every single week. Either wing, never stopped running. You know, he's, he was on Duracell, um, wasn't he? Duracell. Uh, he was absolutely, and and it, again, it was. Um, you know, it was a special day. Yesterday, it would have been his birthday. Yesterday, that's right. Um, that's right. But just the strange thing is with him, is that he never. People, you wouldn't actually go, leave a game and go. God, Julie played well, because it was written. It was all it was written accepted. in. Expected it. it was, yeah. It was like you never ever came out to mention it. You, you never ever came out and said, Geordie had a stinker. No, you never did that. But you never said he was the great biggest. because he was the same level of that greatness every week. And it's like yeah. so it's like coming out of the Arsenal after a home game going, you know, Corporal, you know, we should be playing in red shirts today. Well, no, no, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's a bit like that with Geordie Armstrong. You just you just took him for granted, I hate to say. Because we he did. was so consistent. We did. But we were lucky. We were lucky to have him for as long as we did. 
Yeah, oh, that's very right. fully privileged. I'd say privileged. Funnily enough, I went to away to Spurs. I think we we hadn't drawn away to Spurs or drawn a game with Spurs nil nil for years. It was one of those records that never got broke until yeah. this game. We played away at White Hart Lane. I was standing outside, and the rumor went round, which happens to be true. We found out that Julie Armstrong had been dropped. Which you thought, what? It was one of those. Yeah. And Tony yeah. was the manager, and it was like, are you sure about that? And when we went in the ground, then obviously that was it. And that, I think, was the beginning of the end for, uh, of his Arsenal, uh, you know, love tie. It was a shame. But he's, he's loved at Leicester as well, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Everywhere, everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Class yeah, act. Right. Absolute class act. Yeah, yeah. And we're very privileged. Uh, his daughter's on uh, Twitter. I don't know if you follow her. Yes. Jill. Some, yeah. of the pro some of the photographs she brings. Amazing, I mean, some I've seen before, but some I've forgotten about them. Bloody hell. And even when she redoes ones I've seen, I still think, oh, that's fantastic. You know what it's like, <laughs> Steve? It's like listening to an old record that you love and you've forgotten all about it. <clears throat> yeah. Why don't I listen to that anymore? Seeing it with fresh like eyes that. and hearing it, hearing it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Well, the games I'm going, I'll go back to the two, three season for me, some of the games okay. that were um, stood out for me. I remember we played at home to Wolves. The game finished 5 4. It seems like every game I win it was 5 4. No, but we, we won 5 4. I remember being I remember two that. goals down. I don't know if it was 2 0 down or 3 1 down. And I was My brother so... insisted on going home at 4 all. <laughs> I'll never forget. Is that right? We were just, we, yep, we were walking away from the ground and we got the winner. Never forget it. Well, I don't, never... I don't remember. We were, I know we were two goals down at one stage. I don't know if it was 3 1 or 2 0 down. Might be four two down, but I remember thinking, "Oh, we'll never do this." And yeah. I went out, and we got the equaliser. Not out the ground. I went out into the foyer bit, you know, the gangway. Cool. Yeah, the concourse. My cousin. Yeah. I used to go football with my cousin, with my uncle, and my dad as well. I went out with him. We were both. Uh, we heard this big roar. Got back, and it was four. All saw the end of the game, and we won. As I say, five. Yeah. That was a thing. Also, a, def a defeat home to Liverpool in the FA Cup. You mentioned it before. Sixty-two three season. Jimmy Melia penalty? Yeah, I think George Eason scored for us, but I think they went 2-0 yeah. up Liverpool. Yeah. And Joe Baker knocked out a Yates, I think, that game. Was that the one? In the centre circle, yeah. Yeah. That, that was... Uh, it was, And that, that was 62-3. And as I say, I didn't see Arsenal get past the fifth round of the Cup until they won the Cup in 70-71. We seen the foul every time. Couldn't get past that. I think two years running, we played Liverpool in the fifth round at home. Did. Both yep. years they beat us, 1-0 and 2-1. Yep. So it was, you know, thinking, well, are we ever going to do this? Because I remember sitting watching the cup final every year thinking, we never get to a cup final. Little yeah, did I you know. never thought you would. You never Little thought you would. Right, and the next season, good and bad, was well, that, that game, I remember the Liverpool game, when they beat us 1-0 again in the cup. Yeah. It was horrible. But also, um, we got beat at home by Chelsea, 4-2. Four, four Chelsea went 4-0 right. up, and Bobby Tamblyn got all the goals. And for some reason, I can see myself there watching Tamblyn scoring one goal after another. And the other end, they had Peter Bonetti in goal. And we yeah. were, just vaguely remember, crossing the ball, he'd be jumping up, 12 foot in the air, catching it, easy peasy, and rolling it out or kicking it out. That was, we were 4-0 down. I think we got two goals in the last minute, but I don't think I was probably there for that. My yeah, he was decent, Tamblyn. Probably left by then. Tamblyn was decent. 
And also, we beat Bolton that season up in the league, 4-3 at home. Again, we were both not doing very well, Bolton and Arsenal. And it was a horrible, horrible time. And yet, we were two goals down. It might have been 2-0 off 3-1 in that one. And we finished up winning 4-3. And you come out feeling like a million dollars. So, that was great, <laughs> great memories. Absolute great memories. So, those are the games. I mean, there's so many more. But how many can you remember, you know? But they're the real ones I can remember at Highbury. As you say, coming out, there used to be sometimes geezer selling newspapers with the latest scores. Yeah. I don't know what year they made the hot dogs and the, the smelly onions outside with the water. Um, yeah, that, again, would have been 60s, I would have thought. Yeah. And the, and the Wessler's burgers. Well, that's right. Yeah, all, all cooked in water, not grilled. Yeah. But I'll tell, tell you what people used to wear then. I don't know if they wore them in the summer months, like August, September, October. But bobble hats they used yes. to wear people. Bobble. <laughs> bobble hats and rattles. Oh, my God. Are you sure? Bobble oh. hats also. Scarves. They used to wear scarves, not just... Yes. My mum my, my knitted one. a fashion accessory. It was there to keep you warm. Yeah. And, they used to, and also, as I said, rosettes people used to wear. And the worst thing ever... What was the worst thing ever? A football ground. Well, if someone hit you on the head with it, you'd know. A rattle? Yes. Wooden rattle. It's to fly around. That's it. it was, oh, yeah. That was that was dangerous, wasn't it? And it oh, made yeah, a horrible I, racket. My, I, honestly, my one, I don't know who made it for me, but it was, it, it weighed a ton. It, I needed two hands to pick it up and swing it round. Yeah, it was a big old <laughs> thing. I remember they were, they were they big could old. be bloody lethal. <laughs> they wouldn't let you in with them now. No, of course not. No, no, no. They don't let you in with a bottle with a top on it now, do they? Walks and stuff. They wouldn't let you in <laughs> no. with that. Right. Now then, um, what else? What other memories we got? I mean, Highbury, the sound of Highbury. But do you remember the smell of Highbury? Because people used to smoke then. Yes. It's, it may yeah, not be remember. the smell of just Highbury. But for me... You'd, you'd stand on the North Bank and, and, and it was like a fog. Yeah. Like fog over the heads of people. I mean, I used to go in the schoolboys enclosure and meet my oh, brother. On the side. Yep, and my but my older brother, we, we you go to a gate and the steward on the gate would let if you knew someone the other side would let you through. That's right. So I'd i right. pay like half a crown or whatever. Sorry, two and six for our younger viewers. Twelve and a half um, P, all right. Twelve and a half P, that's it, yeah. <laughs> to go in at schoolboys enclosure and then go and jib in to the North Bank with my brother. But I, yeah, I remember that the, the 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 pool of smoke hanging over hanging over the North Bank. Um, the smells for me were we talked about them a bit earlier. But you talked about the chestnuts, the the onions, and the hot dogs, and the the the, the burgers made of mystery meat, and you, you just that never leaves you. No, never leaves. Right. It's never certainly never left me. Well, what I used to I what I used to do sometimes I used to get taken over the um, turnstile, not turnstile, yeah. to, as you go in, used to give someone a couple yeah. of bobs to let you in. When I was very yeah. small, say nine or ten, like, instead of paying a ticket, I didn't want to be in the, I was too small to go in the um, schoolboys enclosure, be away from my father and uncle, my cousin. Yeah, yeah. So they used to let you over the top and give the geezer a little bit of cash. And I used to sit wherever I could. Obviously, I couldn't sit. They, they had yes. quite some seats near the front. I sit near the back. When I used to walk down at half time to see if there's any seats to join them for the rest of the game, not only could yeah. I sm smell cigarettes, I could smoke cigars. They used to smell cigars, smoke cigars as well. You can 
all that, you can smell that. It had a, I remember it to this day. Absolutely yeah. amazing. I, re I remember the old, What's that? I remember the old seats. They were like a, a light plywood, the seats were made of. Yeah. And and when people got up to leave, five, you could hear the seats clattering. You, know, like you knew when we you knew when we'd been crap as to what you know how deep into the game that'd be. You'd hear all the seats slapping the backs. It's true, and also, I mean, even though the ground is much smaller now than the new ground, you could always get some food at half time and don't miss yeah. the second half. <laughs> Go into the place, get what you want, and walk. for some reason it wasn't as bad as it is now. I don't know no, why that a, is. There was a hot dog or hamburger stall or whatever halfway down the back of the North Bank. That's right. But also, when I, a, years later, when I used to sit in the Upper East, used to go down the stairs at half time, and there was um, yeah. there used to be like a a restaurant, like bar, like buffet yes. bar. Yeah. And the food in there was outrageous. It was fantastic. <laughs> I used to have never get sausages in rolls, like fresh sausages, cooked yeah, in a chicken. Roast chicken, cold roast chicken. Yeah. Beautiful sandwiches. Tea used to come, you know, and you, as you walked in, yeah, what do you want? Boom, boom, boom. It was in, you're in and yeah. out. Yeah. It was no, like, no yeah, house days. House in days. <laughs> I mean, it's, as I say, hybrid for me was so, so special. So, so special. If, 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 I I sum, if I had to sum it up in one word, I think I'd use the word evocative. Yeah. Because, you know, this just doing this has made me remember so many things that 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 as soon as they come to the front of your mind, you think, yeah, that's yeah, I remember that, and that was wonderful. That was that was happy days. You know, good fun and no trouble, and um, you didn't you cared about the result, but it it, it wasn't life or death. No. As, as strangely, it's become more so as I've got older. <laughs> but, but you know why in sixty-two to four. We didn't worry as much, though we wanted to win every game. Our expectations no, weren't that high, Steve. Our expectations were our, our expectations have been very well managed. Billy Wright didn't manage much, but he certainly managed our expectations of what but, what our what our team could do. I, I know what you're going to say. Go on. Well, you're going to say that youth team that he put together ended up being the double team. Exactly. He he actually started that all off. And yeah. Nobody must forget that. He did brilliantly. No. Absolutely then, brilliantly. If the, the other thing that I think was pivotal pivotal in that later time, if I want to, I just want to go on a couple of years, was the day Don Al broke his leg. I was going to say the day Don Al broke his leg. Who? The day Don Howe broke his leg. I was at Blackpool, wasn't it? Home to Blackpool. Was was Blackpool. Tony um, Waiters was, was the goalkeeper. March 1966. Yeah, Tony Waiters was the England That's goalkeeper it. at the time. And, and you heard the crack all round the ground. Yeah, yeah. You knew. My, my father told me that uh, years before that, we had Joe Mercer playing for us. He was an absolutely yeah. fabulous captain, fabulous player. We, we actually signed him at the end of his career. We did. But he still played for us for quite a few years and very successful. And my father said that when he broke his leg, as they took him on the stretcher, he was just waving to the crowd. He knew that was it. Yeah. His last goodbye. And that was grown men, grown men cried, grown men cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've read, I've read that. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, Don Howe obviously was the was the coach of the of the double side. Was if you like the brains behind the double side. Um, so if he kept on playing, who knows what would have happened? 
But that, was the, football, that was the end of Don's career. True, but in football and in life, Steve, it's a very big word. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. You, can, you, you know, you can draw back and go, if this would have happened, that might have happened. I mean, just talk, going forward of quite a few years, we might have got Alex Ferguson. Who knows what would have happened then? We wouldn't have got George <laughs> Graham. We may have got <laughs> Would have been yeah. interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, it? It's such a big word. It's just fate. And you just got to go. You can't change it. Once we're here, you can't change what's happened. Well, you you know, it, that, that's the that's the sort of the premise of, of what we're talking about, if you like. If our if our parents had been Tottenham fans. Oh my god. Would, <laughs> don't, anyway, it's been lovely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll have taken up cricket, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. But we are I, I feel I've always said it and my missus rips it out of me, something dreadful. I always feel blessed that that I've been I've, I've been a fan of, of, of such a, a wonderful club with a with a rich history, a re, I mean an unbelievably rich history that that a lot of our fans now are not ignorant about, but don't really care about. And that you know, I've, I've still got the um, that they changed from blue and white hoop socks. So we've we've got such a rich history. People need people should sort of cloak themselves in that history um, because we've also got a bright we're very lucky we've also got a very very bright future I think so um, I think so and we've had a few good days in between as well yeah I think we have got a very good future which I mean just very quickly to touch on the, the current squad yeah just below the current squad we've got some youngsters <laughs> in the next two or three years look like it could be real the real deal Patino's going out to uh, Blackpool he's had two games only but evidently last night he was man of the match and I think yes. he is playing the first yes team. he's probably not big enough he will get bigger he'll get yep. more experienced but he could be special the right back has just signed a new contract for us he was playing uh, for the team in Norton, Norton Cuffey Lincoln, Lincoln. It was yeah. Norton Cuffey he's only 18 or 19 so it looks two very years good time. looks very good and, and underneath and that I, I, I went to St Albans last week I'm, I live in St Albans so oh, I went yeah. to watch uh, St Albans player under 21s and the boy whose name completely escapes me scored a goal from the, chipped the keeper from the halfway line and this kid's 19 you know so there's a there's a lot there's a lot got permanent sackers I think is doing a wonderful job and I don't care how many coaches Mikel surrounds himself with again they're doing a great job if yeah. you, I, if, if, you watch, if you watch the all or nothing thing um yeah, there was a lot of heartache at the start and the end of last season, but but in between, you those those coaches have endeared themselves to me, as have a lot of the players. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, we've got the one. I think it's coming out tomorrow night. The next um, it is, show, yeah, next three. I think next three. Oh, next three, all in one go. Yep. I better get me crisp and chocolate out then. All right, I get that. <laughs> Steve, I said it every sixty minutes. It's fifty nine. I've taken a liberty, as I say. Taking a liberty. No, it's been lovely having you on. Thanks again. Melvin, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sorry I've talked over you a few times. That's my no, you haven't. You haven't. Through, but Not so. But it, I've Not really, so. really oh, well, enjoyed it. You're banned. Cheers. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. I, if you've uh, enjoyed it as much as I have, that's great. And if the people watching and um, who will watch it enjoys it, that's even better. No, thanks very much. I'm sure that's not the last we've seen of you, Steve. Funnily enough. Not at all, my friend. You take care. It's not my programme here. 
on over and over again. We do quite a few, and I'm sure one of the guys will definitely invite you on. Thanks well, again. I'm, I'm always here, and I'm happy to talk to the Arsenal. Always right. I'm, I will definitely be in contact. Thanks again, and come and you gunners. Absolutely. Take care, Melvin. Cheers. All the best. Bye, my friend. Bye.